0: Are now listening to the War Report Podcast Network. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the College Loop Podcast, episode 146 of the College Loop Podcast. I'm Dylan Mark at you will on on Twitter slash X. And throw down that overlay. We are officially only as it comes out a two, like two days away from Auburn's bowl game in the Music City Bowl versus the Maryland Terrapins. And, I mean, uh, from what I've been saying, Auburn has already packed out Nashville. I really wish I could have been there. I tried my best, but tickets shot up as they do. But, yeah, I just started off. I hope everyone, again, had a Merry Christmas. If you didn't see the last episode where I wished you that, I wish that as well. And we'll be live streaming on the 31st as well for New Year's Eve, we're not going to be streaming through that. We'll be streaming our normal time just to get ready and just talk about the bowl game that's going to be coming up. And just to get started with that bowl game, Auburn is going to take on, again, as I said, the Maryland Terrapins, 7-5 and five, Maryland Terrapins in Nissan Stadium in Nashville, Tennessee, and on Saturday at 1 o'clock p.m. Auburn currently a 6.5-point favorite over the Terrapins. And this game is going to be very interesting because you're seeing new faces on both sides. These both these teams are combined for about thirty transfers slash opt-outs of this game. Thirty players who are not going to be involved in the game on Saturday. Now, not really a new thing we see in today's game. It's something that kind of happens. I think Florida State has like twenty or like thirty in their own team. I think it's nineteen really, but that that game is going to be a whole lot of new faces playing for both georgia and florida state it's kind of this trend going on you're either preparing for the draft or you're transferring out early to try to find your new forever home quote unquote uh of rules you don't really have forever home anymore uh but they are both going to this game with some new faces auburn kind of thin the wide receiver room for what it looks like also kind of thin some other places i'm going to be interested to see how Keontae scott goes uh and plays on the outside corner role uh, Something that I think he came in and played a lot uh, when he first came through trying uh, to transition over to the star role where he excelled very much so. Uh, and I think what we're going to see is we're going to see Keontae Scott and Kyan Lee on the outside with Donovan Kaufman playing the star role and then Zion Puckett and Jalen Simpson playing the safety. So safeties aren't changing at all. It's the corners that are going to be changing up. Uh, DJ James, Neemai Pritchett, are not gonna be playing the ball game, they're gonna start getting ready for their future careers in the NFL. Jalen Simpson, not really anything to prove, but he really wanted to play in this ball game. So I'll uh shout out to him and Zion Puckett, same for him. Uh the secondary is this gonna have is gonna be full of names that we already know. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see how they kind of uh shift in and out. Uh it's gonna be interesting to see where JD Rim comes into play. Uh, kind of see where he stands and in and and his role as a corner or as a star, because I know he played a little bit of star whenever Dominikoff been a captain Scott both dealing with some injuries. Uh, but linebacker room, uh, nothing really changed there. Eugene Asante is going to be playing. Austin Key is going to be playing in the bowl game. Uh, just want to kind of see depth. I really wish DeMarcus Riddick would be playing, because from what I've been hearing, he has been having an outstanding uh, performing some of these bowl practice, absolutely showing out, showing his athleticism, showing his strength as a linebacker. Uh, what should he could be playing? Love to see him play early, but I don't believe he can. Uh, defensive line wise, uh, for Auburn, not really anybody that's not going to be playing that's going to hurt. Uh, all the transfer outs were really depth pieces who never really had to see that field all that much. So it's going to be interesting to see on that front just to see who's all. Like depth wise, going to be playing and staying with the team. Offensive line, didn't really lose anybody on the offensive line. Uh, It's going to be the same rotation we've been seeing all year. I kind of go the same way for the running backs. I believe Dark West Hunter is going to be playing. Uh, He's kind of, he wants, probably wants to hit a thousand yards. So he's got 135 yards to go. Uh, Quarterbacks, going to be interesting. Uh, Peyton Thorne, uh, apparently, a lot of the players were dealing with a, I I, I don't know if it was just a, Peyton Thorne had the flu last couple weeks or last week. Durble practices. Uh, a couple other players were, were had had some illnesses going on, but Peyton's one back in practice, so we're kind of going to probably see Peyton Thorne and then maybe see Holden Garner later on in the game. I would love to see him play. Just have him snaps, uh, kind of let him sling it loose, let him let him uh, play it out. Mm-hmm. And a motorcycle just drove by, so yeah, interesting there. Uh, but uh, wide receivers are going to be the interesting part of this game. Uh, Auburn is now down Javarius Johnson. Amari Kelly, uh, really that's the only two big-name wide receivers that transferred out. Jair uh, Shorter also transferred out, but he never really did much during his uh, time short time here on the plains. Uh, without Javarius Johnson and Amari Kelly kind of leaves it up for Caleb Burton. And Jay Fair and Shane Hooks as, like, the main three targets and maybe kind of see some other guys shift in, some guys who maybe have another year of eligibility left to come see what they can do for the team uh, if they're unable to transfer out. So it's going to be interesting to see where this wide receiver room looks like. Uh, this is just going to be a very run-heavy game. With Maryland losing without a lot of players, specifically being Maryland being without Talia Tungvaluwa, Makes this a very interesting matchup and a very, I don't want to say an easy matchup because I don't believe any matchup is really easy when it comes to watching Auburn play. Uh, Without Talia there, it does make it seem like it's going to be an easier win because for what it's worth, Talia was a very good quarterback for Maryland over the past four years that he's been there. So without him there, it kind of gives the chance for the defense to kind of relax a little bit and of course, they're losing. They, they've down a lot of offensive players, some offensive linemen, some tight ends, running backs, and a wide receiver. And without that, I mean, the, Auburn's defense was never the issue this season. It, it was uh, If it was, it was the LSU and uh, New Mexico State where the only two games were a real big of an issue. But I mean, with Georgia and Alabama, it was fine. Uh, so without Talia, I like Auburn's chance in this game a lot. I'll kind of go more in depth on what Maryland does well. Uh, starting off with the fact that they are the number 33 run defense in the country. They have a, they have a very sneaky way of stopping the run. Uh, and I, 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 it's kind of hard to go through all these names all of these players being gone. Uh, but it's going to be interesting to see how Auburn goes about running the ball without with so little wide receivers. Uh Auburn did find ways throughout the year of getting the ball Rolling on the ground through the ground game, saw it in the iron bowl, saw it in the deep south of rivalry. Uh, ways to make a good defense kind of look. I don't want to I'm trying to look a little sloppy stopping the run. Uh, I think Auburn could do that, especially with Class Hunter and Damari Austin and Brian Batie and Jeremiah Cobb, all those names. Just kind of getting the ball rolling on the on the in the run game. So overall, I think Auburn has a pretty good chance in this game. Looking at it from just analytics and. It doesn't look like Auburn does anything or would try anything that uh, Maryland can't really do all that well. Uh, They did force a lot of turnovers, uh, Maryland did. They have a DB who had – They have Tarheep still had five interceptions. Uh, Glendon Miller had three, and they had a couple other guys kind of trickle down to the twos and the ones. But they are good at forcing interceptions, and if Auburn wants to win this game, they need to keep those to a minimum. I know throughout the season it's been a little iffy at times with keeping interceptions, but Peyton Thorne has been very good as of late, keeping the ball to himself. Uh, I know he had – I think he went two interceptions in the Iron Bowl, but those two were all like Hail Marys trying to get the ball down on the field, trying to win the game uh, late in the fourth quarter. Uh, but overall, uh, it's, it's an Auburn home game. Uh, if you've not seen the pictures of the Opryland Hotel – uh, they are decked out in Auburn uh, orange and blue. So I'm going to give Auburn the win here. I mean, Auburn already won the wing-inning contest last night, so that's already a huge dub for Auburn. Uh, but I think Auburn's going to win this game. I think it might be a little close. I know Auburn's favored to win by six and a half, so it's about a touchdown. Uh, with defenses being pretty good on both sides, I I, I would have to give Auburn a slight win. Uh, I, I maybe a double-digit win. I'm probably gonna say 27 to 17 Auburn. Uh, just with everything going on, uh, I might be giving Maryland a lot of a lot of credit for uh for what their offense is worth. Their running game run game is pretty decent. Uh, but without Talia, might be, they might be relying on it a little too much. So maybe it's 27 17. Maybe it could be 27 to three. I I don't really know. Mar- Maryland is so hard to predict for without Talia because he's been such a pivotal part in that team over the past, again, four years uh, for the Terrapins. So, yeah, I'm going to pick Auburn to win. Go ahead and leave your predictions in the live chat, in the comments below. Of course, remember, if you have the best – if you predict the closest score or get it right, you get a nice little shout-out on the show, uh, probably the Sunday show or the Tuesday show, whichever one we get to first. But, yeah, go ahead and leave your predictions. I know I've already had a couple people leave theirs. Uh, but yeah, 27-17 Auburn. Uh he first gets his first bowl bowl win as Auburn's head coach and goes into the 2024 season uh with a winning record as as his uh, official record uh would be seven and six, which I believe is what he started his first record was against with Ole Miss. And I don't have really any time to check myself on that. Uh but yeah, 27-17 Auburn, leave your predictions below. And again, if you uh, get it right, get it close, you will get a shout-out on the show. And as we mentioning, I forgot to mention this, fun fact, Auburn is going to be wearing all white. They're going to be wearing their white pants, white jerseys, white face masks, and Maryland is going to be rocking an all-black look. So it's going to be a nice little white-out versus black-out game in Nashville, Tennessee. And without further ado, going to the Transfer Portal News, Auburn, late last night, picked up the transfer of one sam jackson the fifth out of cal if that name sounds familiar it's because auburn played against him in week two of this past regular season sam jackson in the 14-10 to 10 win for the auburn tigers a very close game that took ravada fairweather's game-winning interception in the back of the end zone our game-winning touchdown in the back of the end zone give auburn that very narrow very late late in the evening a win Sam Jackson was 14 of 27, 129 yards, and two interceptions. Also, was on the ground. He ran the ball five times for six yards. And of course, sacks were involved in that. His longest rush of that day was was 11 yards. Very athletic. Uh, he's quarter, a very athletic quarterback. But it turns out he's going to be transferring it as a wide receiver. He played a little bit of wide receiver in high school. Uh, he actually put about I think 800 yards in his last year playing as wide receiver and also added to that, his quarterback whenever he was a wide receiver was one Peyton Thorne who led him uh, down the, or threw the ball to him. Uh, And then of course Peyton Thorne went to Michigan state, Sam Jackson took up the quarterback role. And that's whenever he got started, started getting recruiting, recruited from like TCU before he transferred to Cal. Now he's coming to the Auburn Tigers. Uh, Sam Jackson is of course a, Let's have the quarterback go everywhere else, but he's coming in as a wide receiver. Five foot eleven, one hundred ninety-five pound, what quarterback who would be starting at wide receiver? It does beg the question: uh, him coming in, do does Hugh Freeze kind of use him as a wildcat quarterback uh, since he does have that experience? He has more experience playing quarterback in college than he does wide receiver because uh, he never really got. I, don't, I went through his stat sheet from last year. He never really had a target uh, or reception as a wide receiver. So it was a very interesting transfer in that I was – I don't know if anybody was really expecting it. From, From what it looks like on Twitter, no one was expecting Sam Jackson the fifth to be signing with the Auburn Tigers. But with his ability to play both quarterback and wide receiver, does it give Auburn the opportunity to kind of utilize him in the same way that Robbie Ashford was used to a lesser extent? And I've already got some comments and questions towards me asking if this was Robbie's replacement. This is just a way to just have another Robbie Ashford in the scheme. I'm not sure. Uh, surely, if it is, it's an easier way to work him into the, into the rotation than Robbie Ashford uh, because there's no established history of him as a starting quarterback at Auburn. Uh, or, and since Robbie Ashford was a starting quarterback in 2022, it was kind of hard not to play him in 2023 because, you know, you're bringing him back. He's so athletic. Now you're bringing the transfer guy who's going to come into the wide receiver, and now he's going to be a wide receiver who can play quarterback. Uh, think of it kind of like, I, I want to compare it, not John Franklin III. I guess John Franklin third works, uh, kind of with a quarterback who then switched to wide receiver, but it was a wide receiver who play quarterback. Same thing with uh, Jason Smith as well. Uh, kind of gave you that way of, you know, this guy played quarterback before, maybe he's a, he can be a little bit of a threat through the air too, uh, but – I, I don't think he's like a huge replacement of Robbie Ashford. I think it's just a way uh, for Hugh Freeze to get another position of need, which they've been doing that through the portal. Uh, you know, they picked up Gage Keys from Kansas on the defensive line, Robert Lewis from Georgia State in the wide receiver core. And, of course, I'm blanking on uh, DeMario Doe. I'm blanking on his name. Uh, the, the Duke linebacker. That's who I'm trying to figure out his name. So, if you give me two seconds while I ramble on trying to find the graphic of one Dorian Mazi, uh, the linebacker out of Duke, uh, he Freeze has been very good about getting positions of need through the portal. Uh, He's—I I really enjoy a coach who can recruit the high school level at an elite le- at, a, at an elite level, and then pick and choose his transfers uh, for for uh, depth pieces and ways to kind of fill gaps in the team. I don't think the transfer portal should be a live-or-die uh, system. I think Hugh Freeze is doing a very good job of doing that. Uh, went out got the number seven class in the country in recruiting and then turned around and now only brings in the – I think he's at 53 right now in the transfer portal, which not really upset about that. Uh, I I was not even expecting to get a quarterback in this portal, uh, but you're getting a guy who can play wide receiver and quarterback at the same time. Uh, but Hugh Freeze done a great job of getting – filling in gaps, filling up pieces that need to be put into this team to make them better and really establishing self as I want to be at this level of the game. I want to be right here because you're not going to get that by just recruiting at the transport level. Uh, I know Ole Miss and, and Lane Kiffin are doing a great job in recruiting the portal. I don't think in recent memory there's ever been a team to win the national championship by building their team through the portal. And I say that, I mean like – I, I, I would say that to say that there are half of the college football playoff has two transfer portal quarterbacks in there, and Michael Penix and and Quinn uh, Ewers, who I don't really know if he really truly counts the transfer portal co- quarterback. But championship programs are not built through the portal. They're built through h- the high school ranks. Mm-hmm. And we've seen that in the past. That's always been the case. Uh, and uh, we're in the early infancy of the transfer portal being such a wild, widespread thing. So, not really any teams that are at the top of the sport really need the transfer portal that much because they're at the top of the sport. So they have all the high school guys to develop, and then they have those guys who are develop who are developed, and now they bring another batch of team players need to be developed. So, but yeah, Hugh Freeze is already establishing that he wants to do that. He has uh, he's only picked up four guys from this this portal last year. Did a, did a lot of portal recruiting that way he could have a have a team that could you know play at the SEC level because uh, he did not have that going into the season without the transfer portal so big ups to to hugh freeze and co for bringing another tra- bringing another transfer a guy who could be dangerous uh if used properly uh i don't I just to see because right now auburn's bringing back bringing in cam coleman malcolm simmons bryce Kane, and perry thompson and of course there's a guy who wears who wore auburn <laughs> auburn sweats to to practice uh yesterday as well who could very well could very well not be coming to the plains in january or february whenever that next signing day period is uh but yeah if, if albert can bring in a couple like another wide receiver that'd be great uh brought in two too fast athletic tight, uh, wide receivers to really help with this team uh because now you got two outside guys coming into the high school ranks so a lot of fun. Can't wait to see those guys on, in the plans. Can't wait to see the spring practices. Kind of see where Sam Jackson kind of fits in. Because I would love to see uh, how much of a wildcat threat he might be utilized as. Uh, especially if uh, kind of like a carry-on Johnson maybe. Uh, but maybe a little less carry-on Johnson. Because carry-on Johnson only did the ball like twice, I believe. But yeah, uh, it's going to be I, – I, I'm not upset about this transfer. I think it's a very good transfer uh definitely if it's a wide receiver it's a position of need that needs to be filled uh but yeah uh big ups to sam jackson the fifth it's got a cool name uh one of the coolest names on the team as we speak so yeah it's gonna be huge to watch sam jackson catching passes from his old high school quarterback and then speaking of quarterbacks to round out the football segment Jarrett stidham has been announced as the starting quarterback for the Denver Broncos to round out this season. And some of the Broncos are going to move on from Russell Wilson, so they're looking to their backup, Mr. Jarrett Stidham, or Stidham, if you will. Uh, Jarrett Stidham, of course, had a very awesome run to end of the season last year for the Raiders whenever Derek Carr went down. Uh, I don't know if he, has, he hasn't really seen the field all that much I don't think he's really seen the field at all this this, off season, this season. Yeah, look at the stats right now. Not a single stat put up. But last year, of course, he did have uh, six touchdowns. Uh, let me check my math real quick. Four touchdowns, three interceptions last year for the Raiders in just five games. Uh, had a couple games where he looked really good. Had a couple games where he didn't really look all that great. Uh, but Auburn had a starting quarterback back in the NFL. Uh, shout out Jarrett Stidham. I don't know what I'm saying. Stidham. I have a jersey for him uh, for getting another shot at starting for a team. Hopefully, he shows out and hopefully shows the next two games. He has the Chargers and the Raiders left on the schedule uh, if they do seem fit to keep him in. Uh, So, big shout out to him. He's going to play the Chargers on Sunday. I believe that's a one o'clock or noon, maybe 11 o'clock kick, one of those three. Uh, Then, NFL times at the end of the season are really wonky. But yeah, shout out to. Jared Stidham for getting a chance for the Broncos, and before we move on to basketball, I just want to shout out all of you watching and listening to the College Loop. Thank y'all for tuning in. Uh, if you want to support us in the show, make sure you like, comment, subscribe, leave your as I said earlier, leave your predictions for Auburn, Maryland, and the Music City Bowl on Saturday. Uh, again, if you're going to the game, let us know too. Uh, and shout out for uh, for y'all get to enjoy y'all get to enjoy. Uh Nashville on New Year's Eve Eve. And if you're staying through Eve, uh have fun with that as well. Uh, if you're looking for other ways to support the show, we have merch. We have an awesome shirt that Colin has deemed as the war damn shirt. It is the feeling loopy t shirt. It is on sale on the com. It's only $25. It comes in five different colorways navy, heather, navy, black, heather, black, and uh midnight or heather midnight gray the most comfortable shirt you were ever going to wear in your entire life. So if you're looking for a new shirt, if you're looking for something cool to wear to parties, out when you were going out with friends, to work, to church, anywhere, if you want something cool to wear for Valentine's Day, because it might be a little late to get it for New Year's Eve parties, this is a shirt for you. So make sure you get your own Philly shirt today. Go to the warportshop.com. Go to the go to the shop, or you just click in the description below. And, of course, whenever you get your Feeling Loopy t-shirt, make sure you put it up on social media with the hashtag Feeling Loopy. That way we can see it and shout you out for repping the merch and showing some love. So we're going to shout some love back to you for repping your Feeling Loopy t-shirt. And with that, to move on to basketball, Auburn is going to take on the Chattanooga Moccasins on Saturday December 30th, uh, same day as the uh, Music City Bowl, This game is going to be taking place at, I believe, 8 o'clock p.m. to understand the time. Auburn currently favored to win. Uh, And going to this game, it's a very – I don't want to say it's an even matchup, but in terms of analytic-wise, Chattanooga team, who actually goes 11 deep. They have uh, 11 players who average uh, 13 or more minutes uh, for games, and that's kind of, I been mean, kind of like spitballing because of the uh, the game games played kind of are all over the place. Uh, but the only the one of the players that to really worry about Honor Huff or Honor Huff, sorry, uh, 5'10 5, 5, sophomore, averaging 16 points a game, shooting 40% from the field, 36% from the three point line. Uh, I don't think Auburn is going to struggle that much in this game. Uh, Chattanooga is a pretty, from what it looks like, a pretty decent mid-major. They took down the Louisville Cardinals. But Louisville hasn't been on a downward trend ever since they started the rumors that they were getting Bruce Pearl. Uh, but other than that, uh, they had a couple of guys kind of all over the place. They have uh, a guy who's averaged 18 points in three games. Uh, they have a guy who's averaging a double-double and Sam Alexis. Uh, it's going to be an interesting matchup. Uh, Auburn really needs to kind of – mesh well together over these next couple of games before they get an SEC play. Of course, they have Chattanooga on Saturday. And then, of course, they have Penn on the fourth. And then they round out that week by playing at Arkansas on the sixth. Uh, But going into this game, Auburn has uh, the the minutes and the points kind of speak for themselves. Um, Auburn, I think, could have a chance to where it's going to look Sloppy at times. That's just kind of how Auburn works in the games like this. But going into this game and going into the pin pin game, you kind of have to work, get to where you want to be before SEC play starts. Auburn hasn't really peaked yet uh, from what it looks like uh, on their end. Uh, Aiden Holloway has been playing pretty decent. Uh, I say pretty decent. He's been playing good. Uh, but has had a couple of games where the shooting wasn't really there. And it would be nice to kind of make that a more consistent thing. Uh, Janai Broom playing out out of his mind as always. Jalen Williams finally finding a rhythm in scoring. Last game put up 20 points. Kind of need to keep that ball rolling as we get into the SEC play. I think Auburn's going to take down the moccasins. I think it's going to be along the same way as they took down Alabama State. Uh, I I think Auburn, I want to say 94 to say 72. Uh, I think Auburn gets the job done and gets ready for SEC play. don't know when the AP poll is going to actually start uh, putting Auburn in the poll. Uh, it's very interesting that Auburn is ranked top 30 in like every category uh, per Kim Palm, uh, but they are still yet to be put in the AP poll, but it's not even heard of there. But yeah, I think Auburn is going to win this game. Uh, I think it's going to come down to the fact that Auburn just has a better 10 than the Chattanooga has an 11. Uh, I mean, and I would love to see a Chris Moore legacy game. I would love to see just a Chaney Johnson legacy game, just something along the lines of the guys who are lower down in the depth chart uh, not, in terms of and lower, lower in the rotation, who in terms of scoring uh, Chaney Johnson hasn't really had a game where he's really popped off yet uh, after having a whole off season of where he was going to be that dude. Uh, still waiting to see that it's going to come eventually, but it's just taking a very hot minute. Uh, But it's going to be interesting to see how this team matches very well. I think in the next couple of games, Uh, kind of just see what what else works. I know you're kind of later on in the season trying and should already know what works, but trying some other stuff out before SEC plays, see what you can do to get over the Hogs, uh, because that's going to be your first test in the SEC starting off in Fayetteville. But, yeah, that's all we have for today. Uh, again, leave your predictions in the comments below. What do you think Albert's gonna do in the music city bowl? Yeah, you, you think Albert's gonna win by how much? And of course, leave your prediction. You know, Leave your predictions for you. Think Jared Stidham's stat is gonna be against the Chargers on Sunday. Yeah, make it fun. Uh, but yeah, I'm Dylan Lark able to hang at Boy Tank on Twitter slash X at Y A B O Y the Tank. And you also find me on Instagram as well at Dylan Lark at D-Y-L-E-N-L-E-R-C-K. And of course, you have me right here on the college loop where you should like, comment, subscribe. Uh, to the YouTube. Uh, We're getting very eerily close to, I think, 750. We're at 725, so we're halfway from 700 to 750. So we're getting closer and closer to that 800 mark day by day. Uh, I want to thank you all for subscribing to the show, uh, showing some love, showing some likes. Uh, Rate us uh, five stars on whatever you get your podcast because we also have audio versions if you hate our faces so I completely understand why you would. Uh, but you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. And, of course, social medias. You have us, again, right here on, on YouTube, where you should like, comment, subscribe. But you also have us on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, and, of course, Twitter, where you should find us at The College Loop. But, of course, all that being said, again, thank you all. hope you all had a Merry Christmas. And uh, if you don't see us on Sunday, hope you have a Happy New Year's as well. But, of course, all that being said, this has been The College Loop podcast.